0: Jesus is risen. April Fool's. It would be the worst April Fool's ever. But I ask you, how do you know? How do you know he's risen? What do you look at? What evidence do you have? This is a question that you get quite a bit. And I would bet that there are some people sitting in this church, and you're here, but you might ask yourself the question, how do I really know? It's a good question. How do you really know? Now, there's some things that you can find, um, answers, responses that people give to this question. One of them is the evidence of the gospel. I mean, we look at documents historical documents all the time and talk about the the existence of certain people Caesar Genghis Khan Buddha well the gospels are also historical documents and they talk about Jesus rising from the dead that's one response Another response is, we'll look at all of the things in the world, all of the institutions in the world. The oldest continuous institution is the Catholic Church. It's pretty impressive. Still so people would say, "Look, there's proof. It's not just human, it's divine." One of my favorite pieces of evidence is, it actually talks about it in this gospel, the linen cloth. So you have the linen cloth and a separate cloth rolled up in the tomb. Now, why is this significant? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, first of all, it was commonplace for tombs to be uh, pillaged and precious things to be taken out of the tomb. And one of the things that thieves would have definitely gone for were expensive linens. And there they were. And not only were they still in the tomb, said that the, it was neatly rolled up. It would take a crazy thief to do something like that. All of these things is evidence. The, the shroud there, again, if, if you know anything about the Shroud of Turin, which they say is the linen cloth that buried Jesus. Unbelievable things uh, attached to this cloth. There is an imprint of a man, front and back, who had been crucified. If you take a picture of this with a special camera, it shows it in 3D. Now, they've had all kinds of scientific studies done on this cloth, the Shroud of Turin. And among the scientists, there was an atheist examining the Shroud of Turin, which the scientists concluded was burned onto the the cloth, as though from a burst of radiation or light. The one scientist who was an atheist, said, I don't know who was buried with this cloth, but whoever it was, it looks like they might have risen from the dead. I would suggest that all of these things, as remarkable as they might be, they don't convince me. I don't think that they convince anybody by themselves. So how do we know? For each one of these things, you can find somebody who will give you reasons why it's rubbish. Each of these examples. How do we know? Well, I'm going to take something uh, that I nicked from the other deacon. What I want you to do right now is I want you to wiggle your toes. And while you're at it, Why don't you wiggle your hands? Wiggle your fingers. Now I want everybody to get up and run around the church. (laughs) April Fools, April Fools. I want you to think about movement, right? Think about when you move. Now if you delighted in the wiggling of your toes and there's no other reason to have toes, except to wiggle them. Fingers are something else, right? But toes, it's just for the joy of wiggling them. And unfortunately, sometimes we stub them. We just wait for the, to heal so that we can wiggle them again. Why do you do something when you run? Ask yourself the question, what am I running from? What am I running towards? Why am I running? Because this makes all the difference in the world. Just because you wiggled your toes and your hands, your fingers, I would say that it's a sign of life in you, right? Other people would say it's just the chemistry. If you're running, I would say it's a sign of the life in you. Again, other people would say, no, it's just a evolutionary development. But this question, why are you doing that? There, I think that question right there can change everything. Because when you do something out of love, You have an experience of life that goes beyond your chemistry or some type of evolutionary development. You yourself personally have that experience. When you run because you love someone and you want to get closer to them so that you can embrace them, the experience of the love inside of you shows that there's something of that life inside of you that transforms or that transcends the physical world. And when you have that experience, you know that there's something more. It's what we call a soul. Ultimately, for you to answer the question, how do I really know? that Jesus is risen? How do I know that he is alive, that all of this is the truth? You are going to have to have that experience of life inside of you. And then all of the other things kind of fall into place. The witness of the gospels, the impressive history of the institution of the church, Something like the Shroud of Turin. All of those things remind you of the life that you have inside of you. The love that transcends other loves. And this is what we all long for. This is why Jesus rose from the dead. To conquer all of those places of death. Doubt can be a death if we let it ravage us, Jesus came to conquer that death. Inside of you, he wants you to experience an abundance of life. And this, I think we can say, the one disciple who ran, and it said he saw and believed. It wasn't just because a cloth was folded neatly in a tomb or even that Jesus wasn't in the tomb any longer. There was an experience of a love, of a peace, of a joy that goes beyond any other human explanation. And when you have that experience, you know it's true. You can't prove it to anyone else. You can invite them into a similar experience but it presupposes that you have that experience. Jesus has that desire for you to have this experience. It says in the Gospel of St. John, I have come that they might have life and have it in abundance. This is the desire that Jesus has. That he had when he was living his earthly life, that he had when he rose from the dead this is the desire that Jesus has it's an eternal desire so as we live this time of easter and now i know that that this is a it's kind of jumping the gun a little bit but hey what the heck so at the end of 50 days celebration of easter we have pentecost this is where we celebrate the the sending of the Spirit. We live in the days of Pentecost. We will celebrate it once a year, but we live in the days of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit can and will be given immediately. We say that with every prayer that we pray. We should say it with the way that we live our life, certainly in the way that we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. But I want you to to pray with me Right now very simple prayer say it out loud come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit fill us with the fire of your love the love of the resurrected Christ